it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's the Kid Half Hope. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow the podcast wherever you listen. If it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Apparently, they're closing Google Podcasts within some months or something. So you won't be able to listen there. But mm. you can find a new podcast app, I'm sure. I'm at Daniel to look. Half Hope, where can people find you? Um, Halfhopefootballhot.com, baby. Link is in the description. If you want to help the podcast out monetarily, you can subscribe on Patreon. There's an option on Apple that you can subscribe and throw some throw some coins in the bucket, if you will, and you get some extra stuff. Listen, ad free, all of that. So, where do you want to start? Actually, let's 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 do something a bit alternative. Barcelona. Ooh. So you know the whole um, paying of reference, the Negrera case. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> So yeah, look, so that was the big story that, um, so the story, just to try, because it's quite, it's a bit complex, but let me just paraphrase it. So I think it's period of 09 to 2018. So Negrero was vice president of the Aliga's referees institution. And the claim is that he was paid 7 million euros over a period of like 10, 11, 12 years. Um, and Barcelona said they paid him for detailed refereeing reports. But the judge in question is saying that you paying someone to do that service can constitute to that being bribery. So again, from the optics is, oh my gosh, you're paying the referee. What the hell? Bassa are, are, are paying referees. Why would you be paying re- referees? Um, and Bassa say, no, what we're doing is common practice. It's nothing like weird. And Show show us how the evidence that us paying the referees connected to referees being hired to now um lay to to now um make decisions in our in our favor. But this comes to a wider context and it's like a wider discussion, which is everybody cheats. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, Real Madrid fans, you are the last people to be talking about, oh my gosh, bribery, bribery. Because it's like, you're bloody Real Madrid. <laughs> so you're saying that Barcelona, a region of Catalonia, 
that has wanted to secede from Spain for however long have more influence in and and bribing referees than Real Madrid, where Real stands for Royal, and you pretty much represent the tapestry and face of Spain. So it's like, look, first thing is innocent until proven guilty, but I get it. It's social media. You're guilty until proven guilty. And when you look at Overebo, Onan, is it as great as it is great? Everybody is waiting for proof that Barca pay refs and their complete cheats. And people can now say, oh, Messi's legacy is now been Messi and Pep's legacy is now tainted because they're now cheats. So as much as you want to say that, you have to show evidence. It may look bad of like, oh, you're, you're paying refs. But until you show evidence that them paying Negrera led to referees making decisions in favor of Barcelona, then what are we saying? You know, so... Um... um. I think it's interesting, like, they've made no arrests yet. So, like, I, I think the story was that, like, the Spanish police raided the offices of the refereeing place, and there's a whole bunch of different stuff going on. I found it interesting that also the, the judge is in Barcelona. Now, I don't know if they're appointed judges and he's not from the region, but it made me think, like, is he an Espanol fan? Like, or... <laughs> Like what? Who who is this man that lives in Barcelona and is willing to you know put say this this needs to be looked into a bit further? It's a bit brave from the judge, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like generally this is confirmation bias. It's everyone has suspected Barcelona of cheating for years, whether it's true or not. Just some of the decisions that they've gotten. Just they don't feel right, whether in the Champions League, Copa del Rey, La Liga, you name it. Um, but this is the thing. Every club gets this. Every club gets decisions. Like we'll get on to the Liverpool thing in a, in a bit. But oh yeah, ev- yes. Every yeah, every club receives decisions that are slightly dubious at the time. It's just Barcelona are heightened because of the level that they were at, especially in that period between two thousand and five through two thousand and twelve, where they were the best team in the world. Um. They were always in big matches. They were always there. 2012 is even is even a bit light. 2015, we can stretch it. Mm. So Ronaldinho era up through the 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 big three, if you will, of Neymar, Messi, and Suarez. Like that was their big era. So of course they're always going to be in big games. They're always going to be in matches that matter. And when you're in those matches all of the time, you'll get the the rub of the green eventually. So there's just this. This idea that Barcelona, they get favor from the refs, they're cheating, Suarez is diving and getting penalties, this, 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 that. Like, what's going on? Something must be happening. <sighs> like, and this this case is just a weapon for Chelsea fans, Madrid fans, just anybody who has beef with Barcelona, which is basically all of football, to say, aha, we got you in something. But again, nobody's been arrested and we need to see the actual evidence. And I think the most important point that you bring up is if this is par for the course that all teams in Spain or the majority of teams or even like the big three, four, five teams in Spain pay referees consultancy fees, then this is just, you know, barking up a tree for the sake of barking up a tree. But like what's going to fall out of it? If, it? if it's everybody pays refs for consultancy fees, then what has Barcelona really done? other than have the appearance of paying referees, which is something that, again, the football world would just clamor onto because we don't like Barcelona. Mm. 
So I don't know. But again, if this is <laughs> if Barcelona is the only team that's paying consultancy fees to this there man over the course of however many years and over the course of however many millions of dollars, they're in big trouble. <laughs> because the only thing is that because they said uh, that what we do is common practice. So how if, common? That's there that's we go. So basically, so, so basically, if there are other clubs that do it, bro, we have nothing here. If you're the only club who pay for this consultancy, then it's a bit odd. <laughs> then mm-hmm. it's not common. <laughs> common practices, oh, other clubs either do it or have done it pre- previously. So if other clubs have done it, oh, then there's not there's no case here. But if other clubs haven't done it, they're like, okay, why are you the only club who've done this then? <laughs> for our case, it would be fun if there were. <laughs> like if, the, if there weren't a history of it. Oh yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like for, again, like for, for for the for the wider footballing world, we want Barcelona to be guilty because one, it confirms what we've always suspected, and two, it would just be fun. <laughs> and then what happens to them? Do they get banned from Champions League? Do they get banned from Europe? Are they put in the second division of Spanish football and have to work their way back up? Kind of like what happened with Juventus. Like what happens? Yeah. So that's fun for us. Fun in air quotes. Like it's not. You never really. Personally, it's fun to have banter eras of particular clubs, but I don't know if I ever want to see a club like just at the the scale and size of Barcelona just be decimated. Because ultimately, no, you, don't, no, you don't want that. Because no, ultimately, that's bad for football. Yes, but like for for the week that we would pot about it and do YouTube videos about it and send tweets or whatever, like it would be fun. But then it wouldn't but, be. It but, would but be ultimately defeating. You know, no, that's because that's like short short term gain, long term loss. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be worth it, you know. Oh, great week, but then afterwards, you know, Barcelona. Come on, you <laughs> like, know, yeah, so. that's not good. So, no. um, is there anything in Spain that's that that's relevant to discuss this week? Um, Jude Bellingham scored. Yes. Ooh, this 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 is this is something I wanted to 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 highlight. Mm. Is I saw a quote. I don't know if it's a real quote. It was on Instagram. So the dubious as it may be, his assist, the Travella assist, outside mm. of the boot assist. He said. I've been watching Modric and training for three months, so I tried it. This, <laughs> is what, this is what's important, where people talk about, man, Modric, he's still at Madrid. There's no point in having this old man at Madrid. Ah! I don't know if, like, that's kind of short-sighted. Having players like Kroos and Modric and Carvajal to an extent, like veteran players in the team, imparting knowledge to Kamavinga, Bellingham, Chuamani, Valverde, this is important mm. for the continuity of a team. So Bellingham is seeing stuff in training he's maybe never seen. And those types of skills, you, Modric will be able to do outside of the boot goals and through balls until he'll die being able to do them. So mm. being around that environment and being around a legend like that, it's going to you know, it's gonna bleed through the paper and seep through. And maybe Bellingham will pick up some things. So I hear when, when, when we discussed Atletico, you can't start Kroos and you can't start Modric. Those are things for Carlo to, to work out. Mm. But having them in the team, in the setup, and living with them on a day-to-day basis, even if just for 12 months, Bellingham's getting an education he would have never gotten in England because there's no midfield setup that would allow contact with somebody like a Modric. Wait, 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 so wait, you're throwing shit at Henderson? You're saying that Hendo can't do it for Bellingham's assist? <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying if he went to... To Liverpool, which is, I think, the club that people were saying he might go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who he was? Who was he picking up stuff in midfield from? And no Henderson's one. in Saudi Arabia. So, like, but who's 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 he? 
picking up Travellers from? Nope, no, no, nobody. 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 <laughs> nobody. No, but, but, but see, see, see so. my thing is like... It's just good for football. People I need think. to just relax. He's 20. I mean, bro, the amount of tweets I saw after his performance against Atleti, I'm like, bro, he's 20 years old. He's already surpassed Hazard in like four or five games already. Mm. He's allowed one bad game as a bloody 20-year-old. So my thing is, when just like, bro, he is, I think, yeah, he's top scorer in, 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 in La, La, La Liga, which is insane. So like, I've not known a player this young made this, make this kind of an impact as quickly as they have done in the way that Jody Bellingham has done. Cristiano moved when he was much well. older. All these guys, Benzema moved when he was older. He, bro, he's 20. Mm. It's crazy, so. Mm. Um, can we speak to the importance of playing an actual striker, though? So I want your thoughts on Yosalu and or is Jose Lu. I'm not sure, mm. I'm not quite sure the Spanish pronunciation. No, no, it's not. I think they said that if it's Portuguese, it's Jose. If it's Spanish, then it's Jose. So someone, I think a Spanish person told me that. So that's so, why so it's, so, wait, so, so it's how, Jose. So how do we say his name? Jo- Jose Lu. Lu. No, Jose Lu. Jose Lu. Jose Lu. Jose Lu. Okay. Um, even though he, <laughs> he's not a name brand striker in that sense, mm. like he's more, he's like a generic off brand striker, to, <laughs> at least in, uh, in, in, uh, I don't know my perception of, of how I think about the, the, like elite strikers or whatever, but like having someone like him up top, I feel like it's going to be more advantageous for Real Madrid than this Vinny Rodrigo Bellingham experiment. So I want your thoughts on. The importance of having a focal point, a number nine, somebody whose mind has been dedicated for 20, 25 years to I'm a number nine. I'm old school. And I've said this many times. You should always have a striker unless you have the players that can play a false nine. Unless you have the players that can play a false nine, you should always have a striker. And your striker doesn't have to score 300 goals. Just based on the structure of the team, the striker actually helps the players around them. So, Jose Lu isn't Benzema. He's very different. But if you put Rodrigo there, he's not going to do what Messi was able to do for Barca. And Real Madrid do not have the kinds of players that Spain had in 2012, who I think they're probably the best midfielders in one team that we've ever had in any team, that's Spain 2012 team. So unless you, you don't have amazing expert passers with superb vision that can thread the eye of a, a needle and have the intelligence of knowing when to go into the box, when to pass, when to sort of make those runs, play a striker. So my thing for Jose Lu, you're not looking for him to score 30 digits because he's not. You're just looking for him to do what he does as a striker or just be a decoy and just to occupy the defenders. Because by him being there, it frees up everyone. Because I always say that a striker I really liked was Mario Gomez. Because he was a great, I always said he was like, was like a great like totem pole. Where he's like, a defender has to deal with him. Mm. So you see, if you have like someone like a Rodrigo, he's always moving. And because he's always moving in and around, you don't, as a central defender, you don't really need to worry about it because he he's not stationary into the box. But if you have a guy who is stationary in the box, you have to mark it. So by marking him and everything, 
you're now allowing other players space to now navigate and, and move around. So just based on the structure of the team and opening up more channels and opportunities, you must always play striker. Always. Always. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. So let's discuss England. We'll get to the Liverpool thing because I think it's been a bit rinsed over the mm. over the last three, four days. We'll have our comment on it. But the results this weekend were pretty nuts. So <laughs> Manchester City lost to mm. Wolves. Mm. Um, your thoughts on City dropping their first points of the season, I believe, and not even a draw like they lost to Wolves. Well, I think Pep now knows who He-Chan is. I believe it's 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 He-Chan. Hold up. Ooh. I think that's the guy who scored. Yes, Huang He-Chan. Huang He-Chan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see his, his presser before the game? No. Where he was like, oh, Wolves have a lot of dangerous guys, known as this guy and the Korean guy. <laughs> and then, and then, and then when he, he scored, the um, the Wolves Twitter said in air quotes, the Korean guy, when he, he scored and everything. I was like, that's, see, that's just poetic. That's just poetic, man. So, the, oh, just just quickly, there was a controversy that he should have been sent off. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, he yeah, fouled yeah, Walker. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. again, like, we'll, we'll have a larger refereeing discussion at the end. Yeah, but, no, no, that's a whole discussion. Um, so, look, see, see yeah. my thing is, look, this isn't about... Oh my gosh, what has happened? But I always I have the tweet saved <laughs> because before this game, guys are like, oh my gosh, look at how well City have started. They just won the treble, man. They're gonna go invincible. And I said, and I have receipts. They'll win the league. Oh, easy. Nice plus points, easy. They won't go invincible. And every time that a team feels to go invincible, I always bring up that my tweet with Wenger with the golden trophy. Mm. And again. My thing is, give him his credits. Guys say, oh, but you had 12 draws. Cool. Nobody has gone invincible. So it's until someone goes invincible, Arsenal fans can use that to be like, yo, that is an impressive feat. How difficult it is, eh. but in terms of how impressive it is, that's a damn impressive feat. It's the same thing as like that discussion that's happened with like Real Madrid and the UCLs. That is bloody impressive. The difficulty, we can have discussions there, but when you do something that no one else has done, that's impressive. That's unprecedented. You deserve special kudos for doing something very uniquely impressive. So, City, this team is better than that Arsenal team, 100%. Because this team won the treble. This team has broken pretty much every record you can think of apart from Mourinho's defensive record. So you'd think that if any team will, will go undefeated, it's this team. But, but, they, but, but, but they're not. So that's just an interesting thing of like, it seems so good as City still wouldn't go undefeated in a league, but that Arsenal team did, which I'd say were weaker than, than this team. Mm. But my thing though is, Haaland, man. Haaland is a tricky one. <laughs> Bro, I think this you, guy had like... You speak carefully of the... FC24 cover star, bro. Watch your tongue. EAFC24, which I hear is is worse than FIFA 2023. So shout out to that. He had like eight touches in the game. And my thing is that... If it was Lukaku... I don't give a damn. It's not Lukaku. It's the guy from Norway. No, 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 no. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, remember last season or two seasons ago when uh, Lukaku had a game with seven or six touches? Mm. 
and it was the story of the day or the uh, week. Ah, really. let's put that in. Let's. But when Haaland does it, it's uh, no, 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 no. See, see, we can't do that. Do you know why? Because Lukaku is the main. He, he's the main. He, sto- he tested you the, the, the record last season. That's why. So when a guy Lukaku's has scored, the main character of football. That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. When this guy has, has scored that many goals, all see, all I can say is, see, I can talk about it. I'm like, that's ridiculous. But if it's not a story, I can't comment it's not a story because, bro, the guy is going to go down as one of the most ridiculous goal scorers of all time. And what he's already done goal scoring wise is stupid, <laughs> you know. So that's why Haaland is a strange one because I'm like, how is a guy who doesn't have a first touch? Moves like a tree trunk, fails the eye test, has like a 60% on the eye test, but can score so many goals. Like he is on, I think he's on eight or nine goals now. He should be on 12 or 13. This guy has missed crazy amounts of chances. So, and that's why I said to myself that, but that's why City are such a problem. A guy like Haaland can be totally out of the, the game and Alvarez can pop up. A foreign can, 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 can pop up. So they didn't pop up now. So, but this is a 38-game season, which is why it'll happen. And that is why, league-wise, you can't touch City. You can't touch them. Boom. You can't touch them at all. Now, there may be a point about Rodri missing that maybe Rodri truly is their most important player. But here's my point here. The league is done. But the cup, though, the thing about a cop is all it takes is one bad day. You can have three bad... You can, you can maybe have four bad days in the league and still win the league. You have one bad day in the cup, you're out. So all it takes is for one bad day. and Hence why I think that as much as City are favourites in the UCL, one bad day and they're out. This was a bad day for them against Wolves. But I'm sorry, I saw nothing from this weekend to tell me that anybody's going to come close to these guys. Because we'll get to the whole Liverpool thing. I'm looking at it's big picture now. Yeah, bad day. They, they lost. They won't go invincible. But these guys will still get 90 plus points. <laughs> like, the, the team is too good. The team is far too, too good. But Rodri, let's, let's speak on Rodri, who I believe should be the Ballon d'Or winner. Let's speak on this guy's name. This guy is very important to Man City. So <laughs> The Ballon d'Or winner? Yeah. Over Messi? <laughs> okay, 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 here's the thing. Let me okay, let me b- b- break it down. Messi should win because of World Cup rules. <laughs> because of World Cup rules. Now, I have my views on Messi's World Cup performance and put that to one side. But when you look at a team who won their treble and a guy who was, I believe, the best player and the most important player for that treble and who scored the winning goal in the UCL final, Rodri has a very good case. Messi should win because of World Cup rules. Once it's a World Cup year, you're the best player in the winning team in the World Cup. Just by the rules, he should win. But Rodri has a very good case because he was the best player and the most important player of a team who won the treble, who were light years ahead of everybody else pretty much in the world. So what do we I'm say? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just I saying Mbappe you. dunks I'm... on Messi in the final. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> it's 5-2. It's 5-2 Mbappe. That's what I'm saying. It's 5-2 Mbappe. Okay. But shout out Leo, man. Leo let's, Mbappe. Let's, let's, let's take this break, and then we can come back and talk about referee. Oh, ads. Nice one. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. 
From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So Manchester City lose, and Liverpool have a chance if they beat Spurs away, I believe, to go top of the table. Now, as you say, it's probably irrelevant over the course of 38 games. But it would have been nice to see a different name up there than Manchester City, um, just for sake of argument and discussion and whatever, and whatever else. So Curtis Jones gets sent off. I think rightly so. Um, mm. You could Liverpool fans and different people could say if he's if you slow it down, it looks worse. And this is this. No, no, no. I saw I saw it in fast motion. Set, set yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a red, red card. It's Especially red, it's if Gusto from the week before is a red, then yeah. that's a red as well. Um, it's not, and I've learned that the way that we grew up about a red card being about intent is not how they decided anymore. So I don't think Jones intended to cause harm to, I forget who he tackled. Was it Basuma? Um, I, I don't think he tried to hurt him, but where his leg or foot ended up on Basuma's leg, um, was too high. So mm. it's a red card. So we don't need to discuss that. But being down 10 men to a well-playing Spurs team, you think, oof, it's going to be tough perhaps for Liverpool to get in, even though Liverpool low-key play very well, a man down almost every time I've ever seen them play a man down. It's like they have an extra person, which is very weird. Um, They score. So Salah puts a through ball to Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz scores. Referee lets it go, as he should, but then he flags for offside. They showed one, two replays, and everybody that I saw was like, it's a goal. <laughs> it's a clear goal. Like, there's no way that's not a goal. And this is a huge goal because Liverpool are down a man. And if they go up a goal, it changes the whole tenor of the game and the match. Um, the game and the match. Same difference. Um, but apparently there was some refereeing miscommunication where the VAR official said the call stands or the call is this, this something. They said something and the referees must have thought that he was confirming the offside from the, from the linesman. And the game went on and apparently they said within a matter of 10, 15 seconds, they realized that, uh oh, the game has Uh-oh. gone and that should have been a goal. But once the match restarts, you can't then pull it back. Once you take the free kick, for the offside, the game has started and the referee can't go back. So they knew almost immediately that they had made a mistake, but the game had restarted. Um, what happened next? Spurs scored, then Liverpool scored just before the end of the first half. Um, and it was it seemingly ending 1-1 until... No, they got another red card. Jota, mm. <laughs> stupidly 
got sent off. The first one was a, the first one was soft. The first yellow was soft, but the second yellow was just him being stupid. Yes, yeah, so he goes, and then I think ninety something minute, um, Spurs Spurs create the winner and an own goal that goes off my tip. So, um, it's 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 a disgrace that result because even this is this is the weird thing about football like every decision every how would i word this every millisecond can change the next however long is left in the game because the game is so fluid one decision affects everything else Hmm. so even if they stopped to check it again and got it wrong the game is completely different you know what i mean yeah yeah because who knows where the goalie takes the free kick like everything changes just based on the fluidity of football it's a very different sport in that sense if you look at nfl if you pause the game the next play is going to be the next play no matter what um but football it's all it's like jazz one note necessarily dictates the other notes um so even if they got it wrong, but it took, you know, a minute for them to look at it, the game is completely different. Like the goals aren't scored when they're scored. Who knows if they're even scored, right? So that's just the nature of football. But for a game of this magnitude, which was, you know, something that could decide potentially the title, most certainly top four positions, for it to have this moment, and there's technology that's supposed to stop these moments from happening, the Premier League has to look at themselves very, very deeply because you're working with a group of people. The PGMOL is a completely separate group from the Premier League. And we'll get into why I think they don't actually go full on with the technology, but the technology exists because there's an understanding that referees are human, they're fallible, they make mistakes. But if you don't use the technology to correct mistakes, or if the technology itself is creating more mistakes, it's like there needs to be a level of training or just reshuffling with these people. Because it can't be every week that these decisions just go awry. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, my... A couple of things. I mean, first thing is, you know, semi-automated offset exists which is what they use in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was offered to Howard Webb, who is the president of the Referees Association in the Premier League. And he said no. So he refused that technology. But and, I, and I said to myself that, your referees are already bricks already. <laughs> and there's tech to stop them from being exposed as being bricks. Mm. But do you... Because people say, oh... This is corruption. And I said Liverpool fans, it's not corruption, it's arrogance. Now, corruption might be Spain. It definitely is Italy. Shout out to Moji. But this is just <laughs> arrogance. Because we're the Premier League. We're the number one league. We're the league that's watched globally, even though that's colonial tax. So if we're this number one league that's a global brand, why should we be copying anyone else? Hence why, even when VAR was first introduced they probably had their own specific way of how they wanted to use it. They messed up and they now they had to now alter it. So my thing is, they said, oh no, man, bringing robots, bringing robots. No, you have to be balanced about this. Within the context of a game, you can't have robots referees. You must have human referees. You must have to have human intuition to decipher different fouls. Because when it comes to those to that gray area, you need human intuition. 
when it comes to goal line technology and offside, that's mathematical, that's binary. So it shouldn't be left down to a linesman. Like, bro, like, I've, I think I've, I've been a linesman once. That stuff is hard. Mm. <laughs> to be able to quickly judge in a split second if a guy's onto the and offside with how quickly football is, is, is going, that is bloody hard. So I think that the linesman's main job should be to be an assistance re- referee. Offsides, 1,000% should be down, should be mathematical. Same thing with goal line technology. It is too quick to judge if the ball has crossed the line based on how quickly for football is going. In a split second, no way. So that stuff, there's tech that's there to help you and to assist you. So, because this is such a massive mistake. It's such a huge mistake that saying sorry is pointless. Okay, so, oh, well, well sorry, we apologize. Huh? We've, we've lost the game. Tottenham <laughs> have three points. We've got zero yeah. points. And if we lose the league by, by, by one point, we're going to look at this game. <laughs> so it's like, there's no point in saying sorry. Like, what should happen is you now have semi-automated offsides, but the Premier League, they won't do it because of their arrogance. Because there is this arrogant nature of we're the Premier League, we're the best league. Why should we be copying anyone else? If we're going to take anything from anyone else, we're going to do it our way. It's, it's arrogance. Well, no. A smart man thinks he knows everything. A wise man knows that he knows nothing. And a wise man knows who to copy from and, and who to take stuff from. If somebody does something better than, than you, the wise thing to do is like, yeah, I'll copy because I know that you're, you're, you're doing the stuff that's better. You know. Um, Can I ask a philosophical question? Go for it. Based on what you said. Mm. Is there a point where incompetence is so institutionalized that it itself becomes corruption. Because when I hear people say corruption, I think they mean like brown paper bags handed under tables mm, 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 and mm. we're paying you to blow in the, 90, in the 84th minute at AFCON. And like, I feel like that's when people hear corruption, mm. right? Um, but is there a level where incompetence becomes in and of itself corruption? I because would... just 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 to nail it down, like the game was corrupted because it's it's a false result. That is not the result that we that we watched. Mm. Maybe Liverpool don't score after the Diaz goal and it does end two one, but that's not the game that was supposed to happen. So. I think incompetence does become corruption after a oh, no, while. No, no, yeah. you, 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 you call it arrogance. I would just go more with incompetence. But there's a level where you've gone too far with whatever you, this is. So where well, it's no, now no, corrupt. No, no, but, no, but when I say arrogance, the arrogance is why aren't you using the latest and best technology? Arrogance is, oh, we can do it better than a machine. Like semi-automated Ooh, is instantly... It's like, no, instantly you, you get offside. So you don't need to worry about VAR drawing lines. No, this is as with an, with an instance, you would know whether a guy is onside or offside. Boom, it's amazing tech, which is an advancement over these kindergarten five year old lines that we are seeing being drawn okay. on the damn screen. What, so, if, what if they know that already, though, HH? Like, this is, this, this is my theory about why they haven't used the semi automated offside. Mm. Let's say you're Howard Webb. 
And it's not football will always need the human referee, like the man in the middle of the pitch with the whistle to decide this, that, that's a foul, that's a foul, that's a foul, right? Mm. But the linesmen, they are they are part of the referee union or organization as well. There are two at least um that are available. I think maybe there's three. Like there's a spare one, there's a fourth official, and there might be another linesman. Mm-hmm. So you need three of them for every match. If you bring in semi-automated off, uh, offside, that takes away like eighty-five percent of what those off of, of of what the linesmen are doing. I feel like if you're Howard Webb, the imposition of this technology means that in the future world we're getting comp- we're getting rid of that. We're getting rid of linesmen like they're unnecessary because the technology has made that job obsolete. So we reject the technology to protect the work of our officials. Because if if we start seeding this ground, it's almost like the writer's strike. Mm. Where they see like, hey, yo, if AI can write scripts, what's what I'm not necessary. So we need to stop this in the bud. Oh no, or, no, no, or, no, no, or, no, or, no, but then or, or my response is but my response is that's why yeah. I said that the linesman has not evolved. So growing up, the linesman just called offside. But then I saw the evolution from the linesman to the assistant ref referee. So before, the referee called all fouls. Linesman, all they did was call offsides. Then I actually saw how the linesman actually would wave for a foul as well that the referee may not see. Hmm. So my thing is you pretty much have three referees on the, on the pitch of the referee in the middle and then those referees. Because if there's a foul right in the corner and the referee cannot get there, Linesman can wave, so yo, 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 foul, 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 foul. I hear you, I hear you, but uh, you will remember this quite clearly, that there was a time before goal line technology where mm. they put referees on the, for, for in, in my understanding, on the baseline. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. I, I don't know if that's what it's called, but in basketball terms, like on the baseline, like on the goal line, there was a referee next to the goal to make sure that goals were goals. Once mm. the goal line technology came, instead of having five referees, we went down to three. Because there's no need for the person to be on that end because the technology sees everything. So in my mind, I'm thinking the reason they rejected this, like the next evolution of technology, it's almost like FIFA. Like sometimes when you're watching UEFA, like the video game where it shows offside and it cartoons the people. And there was one in the offside. There was, I think there was one in the World Cup maybe where it was like, or maybe it was the Champions League. Well, like Van Dyke's backside kept someone offside that you'd never have noticed mm-hmm. in the amount of time that the technology was able to pick it up. I feel like they, they're recognizing like the, the, the referees near the goals are going. We need to protect the referees uh, or the linesmen as well. Otherwise, we'll be obsolete. So well, I no, think no, no, I saw, wait, so no, 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 just quickly. No, 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 wait, but, but, but those re- referees at the baseline came in, they were new. So yeah. they they went to always there at the at the base. They went to always there. Yeah, that that that's what I'm saying. like. But they were easy to remove because the technology advanced. I'm saying that they might be looking like the 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 people who are in charge of the referees and responsible for the referees are looking like how do we protect our jobs? And part of protecting our jobs might be rejecting technology, even if the technology is better than us. We have to reject it to protect ourselves. But my thing, though, but then my argument is that you're still an assistance referee. So even though, because remember, what, what we want is to keep football flowing. If a guy is super offside, 
bro, we don't need to, we, we don't even need to call in the, the, the machine there. So if a guy support, so the, see, see, the tech comes in where uh, this looks tight. But if a guy's like two years offside, that's where the guy can now flag. I'm like, oh, because remember, the referee can't, it's, based on the referee's line of vision, it's very hard for him to judge offside. The linesman, you are, you are perfectly placed to judge offside. So when a guy is pretty much clearly offside, as a linesman, you should be able to call it and forget tech. So boom, it's moving. We don't need to wait for a second. This is inside offside, boom. So that linesman is still needed for those for the clear cut offsides to keep football flowing quick, quickly. Plus, you're an assistant referee as well because you also have the power to call fouls as well. So I still think that even with the tech, based on how we want football to be played, and how quickly and flowing we want, because we want things to be instantaneous with hardly any breaks, the linesman will always be needed. You know, mm, because I we don't, don't want football to be like NBA, NFL, where we're now stopping for like 10 minutes for everything. We don't want that. We want football to constantly be moving. Hence why we're trying to find a sweet spot of the use of humans and the use of tech to make football flowing. So Yeah, I, I hear that. But I think that the VAR officials will become that kind of third eye for the referee that eventually the linesman that position will be get, it, they'll get rid of it they will bring in the automated offside because it won't be semi it'll be fully automated offside they'll bring that in they'll put technology in the boots or wherever and that that will go away and the third eye will be the eye in the sky it'll be all the cameras and one or two var officials looking at both sides of the pitch or whichever it is that's what i think will happen and I think they're trying to delay that. And in delaying oh, no, no, it, but what about my point about assistance like, referees? In, okay, go for it, go for it. No, but in, in delaying that inevitability where technology comes and kind of does our jobs for us, you're going to create situations like this where you need the technology because the linesman got the call wrong. If the linesman gets the call right, then we're not even having a discussion. But he thought Diaz was offside. But he didn't see the play clearly. What he did, though, was he followed the instructions. I'm not sure. I let the play go. Diaz scores. The people in the sky will determine if I'm right or wrong. But you can't not have the technology because otherwise Diaz's goal would have been rightly or wrongly called offside because the linesman was wrong. He, didn't, he, he shouldn't have flagged for offside. So there, there's always going to be human error. But my question is, which <laughs> it's easier for the technology to be right than the human to be right. So I'm thinking if you're Howard Webb trying to protect the jobs of my officials, because he's going to feel responsible for all the referees, all the fourth officials, all the linesmen, everyone who helps under, under that organization. How do I make sure that all my guys keep their jobs? Well, we're not accepting this technology until it's perfect or whatever like that's 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 what i feel like the humanness of protecting jobs and protecting like your colleagues might come above the integrity of the call which i think is normal but that's just my opinion from the outside this episode is supported by fx's clipped the scandalous story of the 2014 clippers owners racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world the series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. 
FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Manchester United lost. <laughs> Damn. Crystal Palace. So people thought because United beat Crystal Palace in the League Cup that, oh, they'll just win in the league. I don't think that's how football works, guys. I feel like I've watched enough football. So when teams play back-to-back, the second game is never as easy as the first result might seem. So, but did you see the goal, though? Anderson, I think? What a Wait, no, no, that was not amazing. That was a great goal, man. Great that goal, great goal. But yeah, United, man, they don't look good at all. I want to get your thoughts on Rashford, though, quickly. So he had his best season last year um, in terms of goal scoring. I don't know if it was his best season in terms of being a footballer, but I went back and I looked earlier, maybe this morning or last night, at his records of just like how he's 25. I was like, how many games has this person played? He's 25 years old. He's played like 360 something games. So he's knocking on 400 before he reaches, you know, 27. Um, he scored 100 and something goals. So he's basically one in three. That's his record, his goal scoring record. Not bad. Um, but this season he started quite slow. I don't know if it's the integration with Hoyland or just whatever's going on with the team is not, it's not connecting as it, as it was last season, but what are your thoughts on Rashford and you think he can find it later on in the year or what's going on with him? Yeah. I mean, I just think that, you know, he, the guy hasn't really advanced, man. You know, he's not really progressed from once he once was, man, because it's like, Based on just how many years you've been playing, I've not seen any improvement, you know? And it's like, for somebody who's been playing all these years, you should see your game go to the next level. I've not just seen the guy go to the next level because, you know, you still have like a football brain, still like proper decision-making. You're playing with your head down. So I get that you're coming through the academy, but it's... The, the lack of improvements, you could say it's down to the coaches, but it's also down to you as a player. And I think the scary thing is I think many United fans are now seeing through, oh, he's an academy product. Many United fans are like, yeah, this dude isn't, he's, yeah, he's he's not it. And I think now I've spoken to United fans and I said, look, he's out of form. He's just out of form. And this goes back to even the thing with Sakana is like, you know, when a guy's out of form, you have two choices. Either you make them play through it or you bench them. Rashford is not a guy I think you can play through it. You have to bench him. You know, like someone like Cristiano, who, you know, has a very strong mentality and the kind of player that he was, you have to make him play through it and he'll eventually come good. So for Ten Hag, he has a, now the difficulty is that they have so many injuries, so I don't think he has a luxury to actually bench mm. him. But if you now have Anthony back, um, you... you if Anthony is because he he's at his back in training, you have the choice of Anthony on the right, um, Ganache on the left. So is it down to the hag? I could make the case that it's the reverse, though. That if you mm. have somebody who's mentally fragile, benching them is the worst thing. And I'm not saying that's the case with Rashford, just like a general. If if somebody's mentally weak, like a forward, or it could be any position, goalie, whatever. Benching them could be worse than than playing them through it. 
because that just shows oh man like i'm trash like and that it, it could make them sink even deeper into whatever they're going through um with rashford i don't necessarily see like a lack of confidence or whatever it's just like the team isn't functioning there's no real connection between defense midfield midfield attack attack in the forward it's just like everything just seems very disjointed and haphazard which is very strange for a team that's meant to be coached by a footballing type person from Ajax and the Dutch way and all of that. It just feels like just something is is off. I don't know. I don't watch United closely enough. So maybe this would be a, a place for us to like invite Carl on or like, but what is the disconnect between the, in the team to where nobody in the team looks good? It's not just that Rashford doesn't look good. I'm just curious about your thoughts about his career in general, which is why I asked about him in particular. But Fernandez doesn't look good. None of the young kids look good. Casemiro looks old. Varane looks old. Well, Bruno scored, though, against Burnley. Yeah, but uh, him goal. scoring is is cool. But, I mean, y- yay, Bruno. But I, if <laughs> I was watching the Palace, the, the, the game, and he has to be the most annoying captain in the Premier League, bro. Every decision, he's in the referee's ear. He doesn't shut up. It's like hmm. if you spent half as much time worrying about where the pass should go and making a right decision as you as you do, like trying to be a lawyer and overly litigious and, you know, arguing for arguing your case for your team. I mean, I think you'd be in better positions, really. It's like he wants to be referee and captain and number 10. It's like, bro, like get your head fully in the game, like. He's just, he just yeah. seems like a quite annoying player, which maybe that's what you want as a captain, somebody who doesn't shut up and argues their case. But yeah, he's not playing well. I don't expect Hoyland to just hit the ground running. I'm not I'm not sure he's that's young. fair on him. Um, he's young. He's new. Um, but yeah, putting it, I've seen people put it down, man, Rashford, this, Rashford, that. I'm like, is any is there any one player at United who you think is playing at the at the peak of their of what they can be or should be from Onana no, no not really defense? i mean i, I no. think this this isn't has been a bit down man mm. for them because Casemiro was playing well last season but look guys just out of form everyone is just out of form so tell me why i think the best player at united performing is Johnny Evans Oh wow! <laughs> it's like he, he's he, rolling he, back did, the years. Didn't he man. come from retirement or wherever he was at Sunderland or wherever club? Yeah. And he's come in and he's looked like, oh yeah, that's like some old United shit. Just like long ball to the striker that scored. It's just like, oh okay. But other than that, Martinez has been off it. The fullbacks we don't even need to discuss. I mean Mount. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't bad in the league cup, but I mean, Lord yeah, have mercy. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, he was alright, but he 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 wasn't great. He so, was alright. <laughs> it's it's difficult for me to look at Rashford and just think like, man, why aren't you doing this when everybody else is haphazard as well? It's just like it has to be managerial. It has to be system feeling, man management, something. I don't know. Um, do do you want to talk about Chelsea before we get out of here? So Chelsea actually won a game. Uh, they scored two goals in two minutes. What? Actually, they scored one, two goals in a minute and twenty seconds. Now, okay, you know what? Okay, no, we have to discuss this because you go over the top. You're shameless. You go over the top. 
and mm-hmm. how what how what 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 other word would I use? Just reckless. Why are you drinking Jack Daniels after being in Fulham? What is wrong with you? I'm t- I'll t- I'm taking the dubs anywhere I can get them, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long without a, a dub, man. So I shall I shall sell nah, this. No, man. man. Like, come on, bro. We we have to have standards. When I say we, nah, I mean nah. just like talking tactics. We have to have standards, bro. After, after you can't be drinking when, when after you come Fulham last season. When you come to off la- la- last season, things things change very ra- what, rapidly, uh, man. So no, this is the. Oh, so what are you going to do if they beat Arsenal or or Tottenham? Or City oh. or United to come. You're gonna take five shots. What are you gonna do? Yes, you're just gonna kill and, your liver. And, and, and people will find me extremely annoying. People will find me the most annoying <laughs> person on the planet. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just seems irresponsible, man. Just like and unnecessary, if I might, if I must be honest. Now, it, I'm sure it's good for the for the algorithm and YouTube. So you know, do what you got to do for, for for the water bill, but. Yeah, man. Like, don't. I'm not saying don't do it, but like, don't do it, bro. <laughs> it's like, bro. Like, the comments are all half open, shameless, half open, shameless. Hey, look, man, I say, screw them. Man. <laughs> I, I shall, I shall defend my shamelessness, man. Mudrick. So, hey, Mudrick scored. How you feeling? Oh, he's got his donation has to do a lot more to win my love back, bro. <laughs> He's gonna do a, a hell of a lot more. Great ball, but by look, Cole, no, no, it was a good goal. No, he, he's playing better. He's yeah. playing better, but still, I I need a a much larger repertoire before mm. he can um win back any any love from one. Yeah, I think Fulham were. I mean, they got rocked in two minutes, and it just disrupted everything that they were trying to do. So it's hard to judge what happened. I mean, even the bro the Broja goal. <laughs> I mean, that's just Fulham yeah, that was just weird. That was weird. One, so. I think I want Jackson back in the team. I've decided, like, Jackson did the first Brozier miss. Did you see that one? Or like, he he was offside. Oh, yeah, no, that was wild. Man. That was wild. That was wild. But uh, yeah, I think I, Jackson's a better striker at this point in time, which is kind of crazy to say. But I think he wait plays after one game from Broha. He plays no, nah, but he played Broha played pieces. I think in the game before the League Cup. Yeah, but I mean, Bokum, the guy's been—he's been injured for like a year. That's—I <laughs> know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't just throw him in. So, like, I'd like to see him eased in, like twenty minutes yeah, here, man. thirty minutes I don't, there. I don't, like, know I don't Jackson, think he should man. be Chelsea's starter. And even when he was fit, it's not like he's like a house on fire goal scorer. So, um, yeah, neither I'd rather, Jackson, I'd, I'd, so. I'd rather develop Jackson than Brozier. So there's that. I know. I know people would disagree with me, <laughs> and they might have their reasons why I think that, but. <laughs> Um. All right. We got we got time for maybe one more one more topic. So I will let you pick. I think I've picked enough subject. Um. What is what is? I mean, what what else really happened? I mean, um, I mean, you could go to Syria. You, could, you yeah, know look, what? Yeah, what's it called? Osimen. Talk to me. Yeah. Look. I mean, he's. We, we, we almost so got into it last things week. Up now? Yeah. Well, they've they've not yeah, patched yeah. things up. So. Oh, is it? That's no, that? that's like because he released a statement saying that like you know he loves the Napoli fans, that the Napoli people are cool, blah 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 blah. So how come we don't like get, stand for longer than a week? How come it has to be like everything's good now? That was fucked up. What they did? I'm a coconut. Do they even know well, what that uh, means? Well, apparently they said they've they fired their TikTok crew or something. So I, I don't know what coconut. that means, man, but. 
I don't even think they do you think there's no idea they know what calling a black person a coconut means within the community, right? Bro, Italy Italy is is brown on is the special, outside, man. white on the inside. It's like calling someone chalk ice or an <laughs> Oreo or something like that. Like you don't call people coconuts. That's no, crazy. No, no, Not to mention it's... last year. Did you see last year where like they put they put he was I saw him as chocolate cake. I saw him as chicken. I saw him as... Oh, yeah, no, no. He was a chocolate cake. Yeah, I saw the cake, man. The only thing... Like, if I... if I won't even say. <laughs> but it's a fruit that has seeds inside of it. It's green and pink. If I saw him as a watermelon, bro... <laughs> I'm flying to <laughs> yeah. Napoli and, get, and leave, making him leave myself. But, yeah, that like... I don't know what it is with TikTok and these weird challenges and shit. But, nah, man. You can... African people within the context of whatever that culture is always end up being the butt of like these weird jokes and memes and trends and just odd fucking shit. It's like, I want him to, not just him, just everybody, just leave the country. <laughs> just go. Well, that, I don't that like check that check is good, bro. That, that, that check is too good, yo. So <laughs> there's nothing worth being called a coconut, really. Like you're demeaning me at that point. For for five minutes a day. Suck my dick. You're not. Nah. You're not calling me no coconut. Sorry to sorry to swear, but nah. Look, it's it's wild, man. It's wild, <laughs> it is. Man. It's fucking wild. I don't. Uh, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he has people to. Oh no no he don't come on he he does care he does care I mean that's why he reacted that that way man you know. Mm. So that's, that's, that's all we got. I mean, Lukaku is what? He's got four, four goals now. So maybe Mourinho has... You can't see the smile on my face for like, I'm cheesy, man. I'm so happy for my guy, man. For Lukaku? People was talking shit, man. They were, they were, they were going hard on Lukaku. Pause. They were like talking real tough about Lukaku. He's back. No, after, he never after really what left, did, if we're man. honest. No, he just, no, no. he had a bad World Cup. Like the World Cup ended horribly, and his cameo or what was it in the and Champions he, he League final a disaster class was in the, UCL the worst maybe thirty minutes I think I've ever seen of a footballer at that level. However, there were reasons why it might go that way. Um, but yeah, he's always been a goal scorer. I've never quite worried about that part. The interesting thing for Roma and a Mourinho team is I think Roma have scored the most or the second most goals in Serie A this season, but their defensive record is atrocious. They've conceded the most, I believe. So is there something up with Mourinho about the the, the defense? I don't know if it's players he's or in his, his he's system in his, he's, or... He's third year as well, so... Mm. There's something up with Roma in that in that sense. Because like the Dybala-Lukaku connection, that's something that can that can bear fruit, but you've got to keep goals out. And um, they're not able to do it at the moment. So, luckily, they won over the over the weekend, and uh, that should keep Mourinho at least in a job for another week. So, um, but you know what, Portugal, the Portugal job has his name on it. Like Portugal will flame out in the Euros because they're managed by Roberto Martinez, and then Jose will get his chance if he wants, and that will be fun. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, I think Mourinho could win Portugal a World Cup. 
But that's that's a hot take that we'll get to when it comes around. Like 2030, yeah. Mourinho will win the World Cup for Portugal. Think about I the team. Know, no, no, it's, it's, it's the team possible, will be in its but prime. it's tricky. It's so, tricky. Anyway, I'm just talking for the sake of extending time, but there's no need for that. So this has been the Talking Texas podcast. My name's Daniel. That's Have Hope. Have Hope, where can people find you? You can find your boy, com, baby. You, all the links are in the description. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always put them in the in the Twitter or the Discord if you're on Patreon. Um, yeah, support the pod if you can on Patreon or subscribe on Apple. And um, yeah, talk and tech this podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always for Bolle. See you guys next week. Peace. One love. Peace out. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.